Good afternoon and welcome to the official launch of Ziwani, an exciting new initiative for business people in Africa that want to honor God with and through their work. You have two doctors on call for you today in the midst of our third wave. I'm Michael Moll and my co-host today is Dr. Nyari Marefu. Beautifully dressed. Besides being passionate about science and vocational ministry, Dr. Nyari is a senior lecturer and researcher in the Division of Medical Virology, yes, viruses, at the University of Cape Town, where she earned her PhD in chemical engineering, which means Nyari got her doctorate the hard way. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. It's really so good to be here amongst other Christians who believe that we can practically and intentionally steward our organizations for the sake of a flourishing and just society. And even more so that the conversation over the next two days will focus on African solutions and stories that we'll all be able to relate to, Michael. Ziwani is a Swahili word, which means at the lake, not to be confused with this lacquer baby seer. The big idea is that Ziwani, likened to a lake in a dry desert, will become a place of refreshment, authentic community and impactful collaboration, a place of coming together to be equipped and then going out to impact the world. So it's my pleasure this afternoon to welcome to the stage the virtual stage, the visionaries behind this timely initiative, CEO of Mogon, Peter Fora, the executive head of Mogon Integrate, Kerry Lee Pascal, and Ziwani's community manager, Ofense Pitt. Thank you so much, uh, Michael, uh, and a very big warm welcome to all of you who have joined us here today uh, for the launch of this new uh, initiative called Ziwani. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs that we have really come to embrace. Uh, and we have really been challenged by the scripture in the lead up to the launch of this Ziwani initiative. And this morning, I just want to begin by sharing this scripture with you. Proverbs 11 verse 10 reads, When it goes well with the righteous, there is rejoicing in the city. And when the wicked perish, there are shouts of gladness. You know, the Hebrew word for that word, the righteous ones, is a word tzadikim or tzadik. And this word is oftentimes used as a title that is sometimes given to somebody that is considered righteous. Oftentimes a leader whose very life points to God. And this word tzadikim is one that carries the meaning of doing what is right and doing what is just. You know, one Jewish rabbi in describing the tzaddik says, a tzaddik is one who embodies the creator's primal conception of the human being. To the tzaddik, there is nothing that just is. Everything is with purpose. In all things, the tzaddik, the righteous ones, he sees meaning. To the tzaddik, everything that exists is a means of connecting to an infinite God. Now, I don't know how this all sounds like to you, but to me, it sounds like the tzaddik are the ones who are serious about living lives of intentionality and lives of purpose. It sounds like the tzaddik are the ones who take seriously 1 Corinthians 10, when it says, whether you eat or whether you drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. One of the scholars who has really shaped a lot of our understanding of 
what it means to be the tzaddik. A guy by the name of Tim Keller. This is what he says about the tzaddikim, right? He says the righteous or the tzaddik in the book of Proverbs are by definition those who are willing to disadvantage themselves for the sake of the community. While the wicked are those who put their own socio-economic and personal needs ahead of the community. Where there is oppression, the tzaddik, the righteous ones, are those who ask themselves, how do I steward my God-given influence, my networks, my relationships to bring an end to the oppression? Like the Wilberforces, whose stewardship of his God-given influence was instrumental in bringing an end to slavery, right? Where there is brokenness, how do I steward what I have been entrusted with in such a way that I can bring about the restoration of the broken things? And so our prayer is that as this Ziwani initiative begins, that it will be a place of inspiration, that it will be a place of learning, it will be a place of challenging one another as we together really seek to grow in becoming this righteous ones, this tadikim that God is calling us to be. But before we dive into hearing uh, from some of the amazing speakers that God has really blessed us with here on the African continent, some of the most amazing business leaders, uh, let's hear a little bit more about the why, the what, and the how behind Ziwani. And I'm joined by Peter Fore, uh, who is the CEO uh, of the Megan Group, and Kerry Lee Pascal, who is the executive head of Megan Integrate. Peter, uh, for the past 40 years, Megan has positioned itself as an investment group uh, that exists to create kingdom impact, as well as equipping others to do the same. I uh, would like to hear from you. Can you share a little bit uh, into why of Ziwani? Why has Megan decided to launch this new Ziwani initiative? Thank you, Fense. Um, it's wonderful to be here today and to see this launch actually happening despite the times that we are, are living in at the moment. So yeah, Mergon's um, mission is to be catalyst for kingdom impact. And uh, at the heart of this is to see the gospel shared for people to experience hope in Christ, dignity restored, and for reconciliation and peace to come to families, communities, and people groups across our country and our continent. And so we as Mergon uh, enable this by funding a range of ministries operating all across Africa, from South Africa all the way through Sub-Saharan Africa into North Africa and even into the Middle East. But we also realize that um, we can also let God's kingdom come in the marketplace where we engage as business people. And so we've been wrestling with this question, what does that look like for us to do this? We've asked ourselves over the years, if God is truly our shelter and we have been entrusted with resources by Him, what does it look like for us to hear His heart on how He wants us to de deploy these resources? How do we think about transactions that we do, to do it in a way that brings honor and glory to Him? And how do we engage with our businesses to create cultures in our businesses that um, create a place of meaning, of belonging, of dignity for the people who work there? And so as we've wrestled with these questions over the years, we've realized that 
we don't have all the answers and it's actually as we start journeying and wrestling with this together with other people that we experience richness and different perspectives and we get a fuller picture of what God's plans and intentions are for us in the marketplace. And so I guess that's where Zawani was birthed, really to create a space where people, like-minded people who have a passion to serve God through their calling can come together and be redemptive stewards to understand and gather a restored perspective of what it means to be uh, stewards in the marketplace and to bring God's heart for the marketplace um, through in everything that we do to truly be salt and light in the world out there. Yeah, Peter, that reminds me quite a lot of um, the Nation Builder Journey, which is an initiative that we actually started about nine years ago. And it started off with us looking at how do businesses best steward their corporate social investment or social responsibility. And um, we've really felt over the years as we've been journeying with Nation Builder that God's been broadening the conversation or stretching the conversation further and saying, but how do we steward our businesses in totality? How do we steward absolutely everything that's been entrusted to us to transform lives so that we can somehow play a role in creating a just and thriving society. Um, and so as we've journeyed with Nation Builder, we've found different business leaders actually coming to us, wanting to talk through and grapple with purpose beyond profit. And so a couple of years ago, we actually started some communities called business exchanges and um, started sort of talking through some of these concepts. And um, there was so much life and so much growth that came within these communities. Um, but again, we felt the conversation needed a, depth, a deepening or a, a, a greater depth to them um, where we could truly seek God for what His plans and purposes were for stewarding one's business to bring glory to His name. And so I think this amazing and thriving community has been one of the nudges that we felt in starting the Zawani Initiative. Yeah, Kerry, it really like there's a sense of timeliness about this initiative and about where we are now. If we read uh, about what's going on in the world, we can see that there's a sense of capitalism being at a crossroads. People are asking, what is the role of business in society? And I think if we look at Africa, our continent, um, we can see that there's a, um, such incredible unlocked potential. But I think we all probably agree that for that potential to be unlocked, it requires something different. It requires a different way of doing business and a different heart with which we engage in the marketplace. And so the question for us is, are we as stewards ready to take that step up and to uh, take a lead in leading these conversations or take the lead in, in these conversations and start thinking and acting differently in our engagement in the marketplace. And what's been so exciting for me over the last couple of years is as I've engaged with so many business people in South Africa, but also wider and even more globally, there's a sense of a groundswell at the moment of kingdom-minded business leaders deciding that we are prepared to step into the fullness of what God has called us to as marketplace leaders. And that is incredibly exciting. You know, we're a small group together here today, but ultimately we have to believe that the same God who did amazing things and who changed the world through a small group of fishermen can work through us to transform the culture of our day through business. That is incredible, Peter. Thank you for sharing that. And I 
fully agree with you. Business does have an incredible role to play in society. Uh, Kerry, moving over to you, uh, can you just share a little bit about the journey uh, of Ziwani moving from idea uh, to this place where it is at today, the launch? Yeah, thank you, Fence. I mean, you've been on this journey with us. Uh, but one of the things that we've held tightly to, I suppose, is what we've learned from the Nation Builder journey. And so one of the first things that we learned was how important it is to co-create with the community, with the business leaders. And so um, we've, we actually started off with doing a survey, a broad survey, to the business community that's within our network, just finding out what are the, what are the needs, what are the challenges that you're currently facing. And so from that survey, we, we realized that over 90% of the people are truly looking for local content and how important it is for us to have content that is contextual to not only South Africa, but to the African continent. The second thing was that about 60% of people were looking for community, but an ongoing community where you can truly journey together. And lastly was mentoring. About 50% of people were looking for mentors to be able to learn from those that have gone ahead of us. The second thing, though, that we learned from Nation Builder is about the power of collaboration and how important it is that there's a space where you can come together and that there's absolutely nobody that has all the answers, but where we can bring our knowledge and our skills and our insights into one room and truly learn from one another and just how rich that power of the collective is. So with that in, heart, that in mind, we then um, put together an advisory panel. And um, this is men and women who have walked the journey, walked the talk over the years. And they came together for about the last eight months and have given incredible amounts of their time to craft a lot of what you're going to see on the platform that we're launching at the end of these two days. So, um, yeah, it's been a great journey of collaboration so far, and I'm excited to see what's going to come out of the journey going forward as more people start collaborating with us. Yeah, Kerry, I must say, it, I've been on one of the advisory panels, and it's been so much fun being part of this group of people, such a diverse group of people that you guys pull together, and just journeying with people to see how do we connect the dots between what Scripture says and what we want to see lived out in the marketplace. And um, it's been actually almost overwhelming to see the generosity of spirit of people to be prepared to give a lot of their time, busy people, CEOs, business leaders, executives, um, and just to bring their time, bring what they've learned, and come and be part of a journey to create something that ultimately can be shared with others. Mm. Yeah, it has been incredible just seeing these different men and women and their stories has just been amazing. I think so often we hear the stories of people from other continents uh, who have done incredible things and had incredible revelations. But to be able to hear and capture some of the local stories on our African continent has just been so inspirational. And I'm, I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen as the Sawani community mobilizes and captures more of these homegrown stories and revelations. But Ofense, you have been a big part of the Sawani journey and have connected with lots of faith and work initiatives throughout the continent. Tell us a bit more about your experience. Okay, I remember about 18 months ago, uh, you and I had a chat. At the time, I was still based in East Africa. And I remember we spoke exactly about the same thing, the need for more initiatives that exist to serve people in the marketplace. Uh, and one of the things that I was able to get to when I first joined the team was to try and figure out who are the initiatives that currently exist out there that 
exist to serve and support people in the marketplace. And Kerry, even though they are very few, it's been very interesting to note that there are some really exciting initiatives out there that exist to support people in the marketplace. Uh, but however, one of the things uh, I've noticed, Kerry, is that it's so fragmented and it's so siloed. Uh, and very often people only know what is within their immediate network, right? And so people who are outside of those networks don't even know that there are some incredible structures that exist to serve them. And so, Kerry, I really believe that somehow if we can begin to visualize this ecosystem, visualize the different players out there that exist, what is it that they do, and begin to make them more accessible, right? Then I really believe that more people can really be helped and equipped in living out their marketplace calling. Uh, but also I must say there is such an important role for these role players to uh, not only connect, but be able to collaborate and, and figure out how do we best serve Christians in the marketplace, right? We in Africa, we are blessed with such a multifaceted diversity. It's beautiful. Even in the way we express our Christianity, it's different. And, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, and Kerry, I think there is something there for us to harness, even as we launch and put together this Ziwani platform, to be able to bring business leaders from, literally from across the continent, from all walks of lives. Uh, I really think there is some potential to to really see something special here. But Kerry, moving along, I uh, would love to hear a little bit more about the nuts and bolts uh, of Ziwani. Uh, can you share a little bit more about the practical aspects? How can people get involved with Ziwani? Mm, absolutely. I think that's probably the most important part. How do you actually get involved? And um, we've, we've heard from many people that this isn't something that you should be doing alone, that it's really important to be part of community. And so there are Zawani communities that have been established, and we would love for you to connect into one of the Zawani communities to peer learn, uh, to be challenged by one another. Um, the second thing is the ecosystem that Ofensa was just speaking about, that we have done quite a lot of research to try and visualize and find as many of the different ecosystem players initiatives that are out there to equip business leaders in the season that they're currently in. Um, and so hopefully this will be a place where you can go and have a look and find the right initiative for the, for the season you're in. And if there are other ecosystem players out there that we haven't found yet, please do let us know because the more we know, the more we can visualize, the more people can plug into where they need to be. And then lastly is the local content that's on our website. And so there's incredibly high quality resource on the website that has been curated by either the advisory panel or from different role players within the ecosystem. There's testimonies, there's podcasts, there's articles, there's just a host of information that you can access there to inspire you and equip you on your journey. But I encourage you to not only have a read, but to also contribute. So contact us and tell us your story and tell us about your revelations as um, you've been on this journey yourself. Yeah, Kerry, I'm reminded of a scripture um, uh, that a close friend gave to us probably about three years ago when we were still only thinking and dreaming about what this initiative could look like and what God is, was wanting us to, to put our hands up for. And um, uh, it's from 2 Timothy 2 verse 2 where Paul speaks to Timothy and he says, What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will in turn be able to teach others. And that for me is where the power of Zawani will lie. It will lie in us as faithful men and women 
being prepared to learn and to listen and to grow together, but then to also go out and share that and entrust that to others who will be faithful with, with what they've learned so that they in turn may again teach more people. And I believe if we do that, we cannot underestimate what we can see happen through this initiative. I'm fully in. I'm, I've been in an advisory panel discussion and uh, a, on a journey with the advisory panel. I've been writing some articles and it's a little bit hard work. It's uh, not always um, convenient, but it's so rewarding to be challenged to write down some of the things that I feel God has spoken to me over a long time. And I know that so many of you have got such incredible insights and wisdom that's waiting and lying almost dormant to be unlocked. And so my challenge to all of you is to get involved, to put your hand up, to do something, to share something, to lead something. And if we all do that, I believe we will be amazed at what God is going to do through this initiative. Thank you very much, Peter, for that challenge that you have just put to us, the things that we have been entrusted with, being able to pass that on. Uh, I certainly look forward to over the next couple of days just hearing from the amazing lineup of speakers that we have. And I certainly hope that you will be challenged, you will be equipped, and you will be inspired. Yeah.